Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here, well, without a cup of coffee. I am in the car on my way to have Ryder coffee. So I decided I would not have one <laughs> on the way also. Today is Thursday, August 6th. I think it's August 6th. Sounds right. At least in the general neighborhood of August 6th. And... It's a lovely day, lovely sunny day here in Santa Fe. It's kind of funny. I always find it so bemusing that, you know, here it is the first week of August and I've seen two people and like yesterday post things about summer being over. And I know I mentioned that, you know, having that feeling of, oh, jeez. Massive traffic jam while this kid runs across the road. Okay, we could go now. Thank you. I think that just freaked everybody out and I had to just stop for a while and re equilibrate their thinking. <laughs> uh, so let's see. And, and clearly it blew my train of thought. Oh, Summer. Um, I saw somebody post a photo saying, um, you know, some of the last of the summer flowers. I was thinking, the last of the summer flowers, you know, and, and that was someone who lives here in Santa Fe. And it was funny because, you know, summer for us is, you know, when, when our flowers really take off is July uh, when the monsoons hit. And our June tends to be very, very hot and very dry. And we don't have a lot of real bloom. And also because of our altitude. So it's like August is, is midsummer bloom here. <laughs> it's not the last of the summer flowers. It, it is the summer flowers. And then someone else posted something about um, autumn almost being here. Uh, posted a meme saying, you know, like, oh, if you think I'm not going to be, you know, wearing thick socks and I don't know, hobnobbing with the witches and stuff. You don't know me. I don't know what all it was. It was kind of a silly thing to say in the first place, but it was, um, <laughs> it was just like, okay, so first week of August, and I guess we're all deciding it's fall. And I think, well, I'm not. Other people are. But I think some of it has to do with the discussions of kids going back to school. Of course, this is a weird year. Uh, pandemic year, so we don't know that <laughs> a lot of places kids are not going back to school, but if they were, I'm just going to have to get over in front of you because you can't decide what you're doing. Uh, you know, that, that starts making people think it's fall. And in a lot of places, like Arizona, the, you know, kids start school like by August 7th or something. Maybe even this week they were supposed to. I don't know if they did. They were talking about it. And I know some places, like, the school opened one day and they got one positive COVID case and then closed again. But I think the start of school makes people think it's fall, even though it's a summer opening. So, just a funny thing. It's like, well, we can't we just enjoy summer while it's here? Let us embrace summer. Some of that's the commercialization, I think, you know, of always 
looking forward, looking forward to the next thing that's starting. I remember um, when I lived in Wyoming being bemused by the similar way there was a big festival in Laramie uh, that was called Jubilee Days and it lasted for like 10 days. It was for the rodeo and stuff and I think it started with 4th of July and went for like 10 days after and there'd be street fairs and all that kind of thing and we'd be going to the stuff and David would have conversations with his friends where they would be talking about the fall hunting season and I'd be like why are you guys all thinking about the fall hunting season now because it would start September 1st and it was just like their brains clicked over once it was 4th of July and once it was Jubilee days then yeah then they would start thinking ahead to fall it's an interesting thing about our about our brains because you know humans are different than most animals in that we can predict the future uh, we can plan ahead and make choices for events that have not yet occurred. We can think abstractly that way. And in some ways I think it's um, it's a real peril that we can do that because we're always living for this thing that has not yet occurred instead of just being in the moment, which is something the Taoists talk about a lot, you know, making that deliberate choice to be in the moment and not dwell on the past or be always looking to the future. So I promised to report on Isabel. Um, I appreciated all the lovely thoughts. Uh, it's funny, you know, because we all get so absorbed in each other's lives <laughs> vicariously. Uh, after the interview with Leslie, she then listened to, on Tuesday, she then went and listened to my Monday podcast and she's like oh no how's Isabel and I was like yeah I should have taken a moment in our interview to say something so the uh, the TLDR is that Isabel is fine she's doing really well uh, so what happened was um, and I know I talked about this some on Monday I did place calls to a couple of different vets I don't have a regular vet for Isabel um, or Jackson for that matter because we did there is a veterinary clinic that's near my house that we used to go to for our other older pets but I don't take my cats in for regular vet appointments and because mine come from the breeder they have all of their immunizations as kittens when I get them and then I don't do more than that um, Mostly because, you know, and I, I will admit, you know, right off that I'm a, I'm a freaky deaky health nut. I feel like it's unnecessary that the, that the vaccinations are, can be hard on their systems and that it's not necessary for my two cats that are never in contact with any other animals. So, but it makes it a pain in my ass when I have to, when I do need to get veterinary care. So I called this clinic. And the woman who answered the phone was, ugh, I mean, doing her I'm so stressed thing, you know, and I explained the symptoms and she said, well, you know, with the pandemic, we're on, you know, doing fewer appointments. And she said, but this kind of thing 
we consider to be an emergency and we don't like to wait on it. And I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's why I'm calling because I know it can escalate quickly. And, and she says, so I guess I'll just have to double book. I'm like, you okay. So then she's taking information on Isabel and asks, you know, how old she is, 14. And, you know, and she wants to know who I've been to before. And I'm like, she's never been in there before. You know, and she, she does have our name and phone number in the records. And she says, um, well, she says, I just have Zip and Teddy on here. And I said, yeah, Zip and Teddy are no longer with us. And she's like, so you have a 14-year-old cat that we've never seen. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Golly gee whiz, she's still alive. How do you figure that? And she said, so she hasn't had her rabies vaccination updated. And I said, no. And she said, well, you know, it is the law. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> also the law, well, I won't go into all of the laws that I think are not really worth slavishly following. Uh, you know, it's like, I understand why you want to make it a law that all pets must be vaccinated for rabies because you can't have rabies spread in a community. Uh, but my my two cats that, you know, don't ever leave our property are not a threat to the rest of the population of Santa Fe. You know, there's, there's nuances here that the laws don't cover. So she makes the appointment for me for 930. She says, can you be here by 9.30? And I was like, yeah, it was like only 9. So it was easy for me to get there. And of course, everything's weird because of COVID. So, and I was feeling kind of annoyed after this phone call and emotional about Isabel anyway. And then they, you pull up into the parking lot and call them and tell them that you're there. And the vet comes out and gets uh, the carrier with Isabel in it. And she got the information and stuff and then takes her inside and and the unpleasant gal on the phone who I was talking to I was trying to clarify this process because she had to put me on hold and they had this message on the voicemail you know and they're saying explaining that you're just gonna have to drop off your your pet and then you'd be called and so I was asking I said okay well I was listening to the instructions and I understand that someone will come out and get her I said then do, do I wait or do I go home? And she said, well, you're going to want to find out what the doctor thinks. And I'm like, yes, which is going to happen on the phone, right? So <laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out your system here. <sighs> I don't understand why, why people have to be so cranky about that sort of thing. So uh, the vet tech turns out to be everything that the woman who answered the phone was not she was delightful she was very sweet and you know just came to the passenger side and sort of leaned in the window we both had our masks on and she was great um you know got the information on isabel and you know and the thing is is i i do know a lot about my cats and so you know i could tell you know i weigh them every week and you know could tell her everything about isabel's health and so then she took isabel in and I sat there in the parking lot great. <laughs> oh, I'm even a little verklempt thinking about it. That was hard. It was hard just to send her in there. So, so then I waited for a while, um, probably a good half an hour, and listened to my audiobook. I was listening to Fiery Crown, studying like a good kitty cat. 
and then the the vet came out surprised me and he was um, probably my age or David's age somewhere in there and like a, a total kind of hippie dude, you know, wearing this big shirt and he had gray hair that was a little bit wild and hanging to his shoulders and he came around to my side of the car he had his you know he stayed back a good distance but he had his mask on and he said um he said okay so he said the thing is is her bladder is empty and i couldn't get any urine out to test it and he says but what we can do he said, we have two choices. He said, I can either keep her here for a few hours and get some fluids into her and see, and then test her urine. He said, or I could just go ahead and give her an antibiotic that we found is very successful for bladder infections of this type and, and see what, you know, see how she does for a couple days. He says, and I can give you some pipettes to take a, a urine sample if she keeps going outside of the box. And he said, and it, it's up to you. And I said, well, I think her symptoms are pretty straightforward, right? And he says, yeah. He says, you know, the medical community would say that we should, you know, run the tests and get the diagnosis first. And he says, but what, what the hell? I'm just a vet. <laughs> he made me laugh. And, and I appreciated that, Candor. And I said, well, let's just do the antibiotic. And, and the other thing he said was, he said, you know, she's in wonderful health for a 14-year-old cat. He said, she's doing really well. She's a beautiful cat. He said, and she's um, really well socialized, really great personality, well cared for cat. And he says, and I, I don't say that about all cats either. <laughs> so, so I felt like proud mama. I was glad that she had uh, minded her manners. And Isabel really is a sweet-natured cat. So, um, then he, you know, the vet tech brought her out to the car, like, I don't know, just a couple minutes later. I mean, it was fast. So they were clearly, you know, poised to do that. And she was fine. She was really calm. So they took good care of her. And then they said that I could just call to arrange payment. So, so it was great. I ended up being very happy and I need to find out the name of this vet since I really liked him and he was, you know, like not telling me how I had to give her her rabies update or anything like that. So, let's see. I also appreciated all the kind thoughts um, you guys saying, mentioning to me about the person who is ripping off my plot lines uh, a number of my author buddies have contacted me wanting to know who it is everybody's like who is it and you know and i'm like what if, what if this person is a buddy of yours and they're like oh come on it's not going to be and so far this person is not which i guess says something doesn't it um you know so it wasn't my intention but now quite a few people know who this person is and while there's nothing I can do about it while what she's doing isn't strictly illegal I mean she's not plagiarizing word for word uh, you know you could say that the stories and tropes are are not you know people have tried before and you can't ever prove that somebody's copied you on that sort of thing there's too many commonalities in stories right and besides what matters is how you tell the story so but now enough people in the community know what she's been doing that um, I feel like I feel like this will come around to 
be problematic for her. Not that anyone would do anything vengeful, but boy, you know, she asks anybody for favors. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go so well. Uh, but so I appreciated all the, the kind words from you guys, and I'm, I'm pretty much it. I'm, I'm trying to get over it. And then the other thing I was going to tell you, I am here now, but I'm trying to untangle my microphone from the seatbelt. What are you doing, Jesse? <laughs> there, there. Um, I, I just thought that this was funny this morning. I got a, a request through Agent Sarah um, to blurb a book. And it sounded interesting, so I said, sure, I would give it a try. And so this morning she sent me the Word doc, which I sent to my Kindle, and I opened my Kindle to make sure that the Word doc opened, that it you know, was formatted okay for me to read on there. And the Word doc has a letter at the front of it to another author, one I know, giving the pitch for blurbing the book. It's like, oh, now I know who else has been asked to blurb the book. <laughs> and I was kind of amused by who it was. And um, and it was kind of a funny thing. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you, you know that you're not the only one that they want. But at the same time, I was, I thought that was a funny gaffe. It was a mistake. Um, and Lord knows I have done that myself accidentally kept somebody else addressed on a letter but I thought that was that was a little bit of a gaffe so that was really quick getting here today I you know what it's the lack of traffic isn't it I hadn't really thought about that took me several minutes less than it used to so I'm going to go in and have writer coffee um, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.